Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Coming up this afternoon on the marketplace, ratings agency Fitch predicts Ghana's public debt would decline to 87% of GDP at the end of 2023 from 89% in 2022. How realistic will this be and what will be the impact of this on the economy? We shall be discussing that. Finance Minister Haynes, executive board of the International Monetary Fund, is expected to deliberate on Ghana's approval for the second tranche bailout disbursement of the extended credit facility in the third week of November. The expectation is that the fund will go for a board meeting maybe the third week of November and hopefully um, with the OCC or the Paris Club bringing a memorandum of understanding, uh, we should be able to clear and for the second um, disbursement. Plus, Ghana's High Commissioner to UK, Papa Wiswankoma, highlights city's instability and high cost of doing business as a major disincentive for foreign direct investments. Important that we also be able to get 
our currency stabilized insofar as it relates to foreign currency. Details of these and many more shortly. Thanks for your company. I am Pius Kujo Baka. Let's now look at our stories. And Finance Minister Ken Furiata has hinted that the Executive Board of the International Monetary Fund is expected to deliberate on Ghana's approval for the second tranche bailout disbursement of the extended credit facility in the third week of November. My colleague James Eshen has more. According to Finance Minister, the government remains optimistic that the official creditor committee in the Paris Club will reach an agreement towards the signing of an MOU to pave the way for the second tranche disbursement of $600 million. Speaking at the Made in Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogues, the Finance Minister pointed out that the period between now and the end of the year is critical for Ghana to chart a path toward economic stability. Expectation is that the fund will go for a board meeting maybe the third week of November and hopefully um, with the OCC or the Paris Club bringing a memorandum of understanding uh, we should be able to clear um, for the second um, disbursement. Um, this period between now and year end are critical. We do have um, the budget November 15th. We have the IMF board meeting November 22nd. Uh, in between here, we are negotiating with the IPPs to get stability in our energy sector. Uh, we pray that this will be done um, by end of November. And we also initiated discussions with our Eurobond investors and gave them broad contours of what we would like to see. Um, they have also brought us um, some illustrative scenarios. The finance minister also said government will roll out a growth strategy to complement Ghana's macro-fiscal reforms under the IMF program to support business growth in its 2024 budgets. Going forward, our objective will be to recalibrate our approach so we can do more with the private sector. To deepen this effort, we are broadening the collaboration to bring all of us, the private sector, both foreign and local, development partners, labor and government, closer to foster and an intimate partnership going forward. Hence, the forum which we have named the Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue is not merely a one-off event, but a platform for ongoing dialogue and engagement between all stakeholders. The Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogues aim to recalibrate government's approach to deepening collaboration with the private sector, development partners, labor and government to foster intimate partnerships. James Echen's reports for Joy Business. More on the economy this time round on debt and ratings agency Fitch has indicated that Ghana's public debt would decline to 87% in relation to the size of the economy at the end of 2023 from 89% in 2022. 
Fitch expects this will be partly offset by 33% year-on-year CD depreciation compared with the end of 2022. The following business desk report has more. According to Fitch, this will be driven by the 50% haircut on Bank of Ghana's holdings of non-marketable debt, which represents a debt reduction of 4.2% of the estimated 2023 GDP. It argues, assuming a 30% haircut on external debt conceded for the restructuring, year-on-year CD depreciation of 20% in 2024, a 9% in 2025, and a GDP deflator of 21% and 10% respectively, Public debt would fall to 78% by 2025, although there is a high degree of uncertainty surrounding the definitive external debt restructuring parameters. Fitch had earlier stated that Ghana's gross public debt for 2023 was estimated at 99% of GDP. As part of the IMF program, Ghana has committed to undertake a primary fiscal adjustment of 5.1 percentage points of GDP by 2026 compared with 2022. Fitch estimates the primary fiscal adjustment to reach 3.1 percentage points in 2023, bringing the primary deficit to 0.6% of GDP from 3.7% in 2022, driven by reductions of capital expenditure, the wage bill and other current expenditure, including transfers to the energy and financial sectors. And it is important we have a discussion on the back of this. To help us do that is economist Dr. Patrick Isume as he joins us via Zoom for more on that. Thanks so much, sir, for joining me on the marketplace. Uh, I want to find this from you. How significant is this prediction by Fitch concerning the public debt declining to 87% of GDP at the end of 2023 from um, 89% in 2022? It's only 3% reduction, right? Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, viewers. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's, uh, it's only three percentage points, but I think it's, it's important that we need to see some progress for the reforms that we've been doing. So uh, in terms of where this is coming from, I think the fiscal consolidation itself, you know, wouldn't have been expected to achieve that much. But because of the debt restructuring that we are doing, I think the debt should come down. Don't forget that when we finish the current program, we are supposed to hit around uh, 55% or so. Uh. So it is a step by a small step compared to where we have to reach by the end of the program. Um, is that to say that it is insignificant, irrespective of the fact that, yes, um, it's playing a major role? I would not say it's insignificant. If, if we are not doing these consolidations, I'm sure we wouldn't have been collecting that much revenue and we would have been spending more. So it's not like we would have been at 90% and suddenly we are are going to be at 87%. No. Mm. Now, this is based on updated information. So based on updated information, you should read this as meaning that we are probably going to cut the deficit a little bit more than we thought at the start of the year. I see. Now, Fitch believes that the 50% haircut on the Bank of Ghana's holdings of non-marketable debt plus haircut on external debt conceded for the restructuring are major pointers that may trigger the decline um, or, or for that. Do you agree? Yes, I think if you look at what we have planned to do with our deficit between last year and this year, it's not much. Mm. So it means that there are, there, are, there are three things, the size of the debt, to, it is the debt over the GDP. So 
the size of the debt coming down. Now, we obviously know that when the currency is depreciating, then the, the debt in city terms will be up. Mm. So it's the size of the debt. Now, we are, we are doing things to grow the debt less. Don't forget the GDP, the nominal GDP will be growing. So it means that the debt is going to grow by less. Now, if you look at what we did, the 2023 budget, that wouldn't have been enough to reduce the, the debt by that, 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 that three percentage point. So it has to be the measures that we are doing, the debt restructuring mainly. I think that is where all, most of the additional savings are coming from. Great. Mr. Suming, I want to find this from you. To what extent do you think that getting the financing assurance from external and bilateral creditors will go a long way to uh, bring our debt to a sustainable level? I think we, it is the expectation that the financing assurance will be, got, will, will, will be obtained. I think we expect that by the end of the year, that MOU will be signed. I think what is more important is how much of a debt relief we will get. Mm. So... Fritz is projecting that we will get up to 30% debt relief. If we get more, then it obviously helps bring down our debt, our debt levels more. So as for its importance, it's important for obviously going to take the second uh, staff level agreement to the, to the board for approval so that the second tranche comes. But I think, you know, the, the signals we have is that it is going to happen. The most important thing is how much of a relief we will get, how much debt forgiveness we will get, how much uh, of a haircut will be taken, and then how much, how will we change the terms of payment to be more uh, flexible for Ghana to repay the debt. So I think those are the key details. As for, and those are important details because that will determine the difference between getting a 30% debt relief and a 35% debt relief will make a huge difference. So the, the amount of debt relief we get is important. Finance Minister Ken Ufuriata is optimistic we will reach an agreement with the external creditors soon for the onward disbursement of the second tranche by the November, um, somewhere third week, he says, as engagements have been fruitful so far. Are you positive about that, and what more can we do? Well, I think we have to take his word for it and uh, hope that his op optimism is well-founded. Obviously, he is more engaged in the day-to-day -day discussion, so he, he is saying, but the only, the only caveat is that, you know, we, when we started, before we secured the, the, the initial commitment for the May, for the program to start in May, you know, there has been some postponement. So, but let us hope that we, you know, he has a sound family or something that shows. I haven't picked, I don't see any signal from from anywhere that, you know, there's no commitment to reaching the agreement. I think, like I said, it comes down to maybe how generous the negotiations will be. I think that's really where the key will be. I see. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Patrick Isumin, for your time here on The Marketplace. He's an economist speaking to us on the back of Fitch's projection that the debt-to-GDP ratio will decline um, by some 87% by the end of the year. Let's stay a while longer on issues that has to do with the economy. And Ghana's High Commissioner to the UK and Ireland, Papa Wusankoma, says 
The city's instability and high cost of doing business has been a major disincentive for foreign direct investments. According to him, the development has made it difficult to convince investors that Ghana is still the preferred country for doing business in the sub-region. He has been speaking on PM Express Business Edition. He also affects uh, the, 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 the investment drive because people should be able to predict how much they make. You sell things in Ghana in cities and then the currency depreciates. You need more cities. So it then becomes difficult to convince investors that if they invest in Ghana, they're going to get the necessary returns that they had budgeted for. Even though, as compared to other places in the world, yeah. I mean, return on investment quite uh, is quite high in Ghana and Africa, right? But it is important that we also be able to get our currency stabilized insofar as it relates to foreign currency. And that makes business Predictable, more predictable. And aid in even FDIs. Yes, well. FDIs, yes, yes. But uh, I, I'm also of the view that, well, all these things do is a disincentive, disincentive to our entrepreneurs yeah. to invest in Ghana because they believe that uh, the risk is high and interest rates will be high. So they will prefer putting their money in bonds and bills rather than invest in them. So that also is something that we should be doing to help us. Hence, our emphasis now on joint ventures, yeah. joint ventures, joint ventures, where they bring in the hard currency, they also bring in uh, the skill set in terms of standards, and also open to the market. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción. 
emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That's Papa Wusakoma in that interaction with my colleague George Yafe in London. Let's stay a while longer with the UK government. British Airways says it has stepped up engagement with the government over what it describes as the rising cost of operations at the Kotoka International Airport. Ghana is said to be one of the countries in the region with high airport taxes and charges. Neil Alan Shanoff is the chief officer in charge of planning and strategy and has been speaking in an interview with Joy Business. Look, pricing in the airline industry is very complex. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, the very heart of it all comes down a bit to supply and demand. And so, right, generally as flights get fuller, right, seats get a bit more expensive. Um, and, you know, even though, you know, we, we still compete with, let's say, whether it's Brussels Airlines, Air France, Emirates, right, people have the opportunity to make connections. Um, and so you have to offer a price that's right that, you know, people will be willing to fly direct or maybe not take the connection. But, you know, in just basic supply and demand, if the demand exceeds the supply, that tends to drive the price up. Um, and so really the way as an airline to be able to lower prices and make those more affordable um, is really by adding supply. Um, and so that was the motivation behind adding these additional frequencies. And so if you think of, you know, again, supply and demand in a general market, if you know, I mentioned by next April we'll have 55% more seats, if you have 55% more seats that need to be sold, the way that you're going to sell them is ultimately you should see prices being lower. Um, and, and often, like I said, the way that airlines work is if flights get really full, that's when prices get really, get, tend to get, tend to increase. Um, if we have more seats, right, then there should be more seats out there for people to be able to access at lower fare buckets. So from, from your part, you are committed to improving supply and that could go along with impact pricing on the route. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that is an assurance from you. <laughs> so I'm going forward in April when when uh, the the more routes or more frequencies are, are increased, that could possibly impact on pricing. That should impact on pricing again from the impact of just supply and, and demand. I engaged another operator, a carrier that operate has been operating out of a craft for quite a long time. He placed the concern to me, the judge, you're pushing on pricing of ticket. One of our biggest challenges in operating out of Accra for more than 20, 50 years has to do with the charges at Kotoka International Airport and the taxes. It's a big challenge for them. Whilst you push George on our pricing of a ticket, you can also push for those who matter in this space to help us. Mm. Is that also a concern for British Airways when it comes to the charges, the taxes? Because they, at, the end, at the other end, people are pushing for a very competitive pricing of your ticket. Yeah, yeah. At the other end, if that is also looked at, it could help British Airways a lot. Yeah. Is that a challenge for you as well? Uh, yeah, and it's something we spoke about um, on and off with the government, local government. Um, in the same way I mentioned when I was talking about Heathrow and Gatwick and that, you know, kind of the cost of flying in and out of Gatwick 
for passengers and airlines is less than it is out of Heathrow. It is very expensive operating into and out of Accra Airport. Um, that usually comes down to what landing fees might be, any taxes that might get paid, and also the cost of fuel. Um, and the other thing you sometimes hear around the region is around the repatriation of anything that you sell locally. Um, which in, in Ghana, but we've seen that around Africa. It hasn't been a problem um, in, in Ghana. But, but yeah, you know, all of that, if an airport is very expensive to operate into, that ultimately will end up in the ticket price um, because the airline needs to recover that cost. And kind of simply, it's sort of why you see sometimes low-cost carriers, let's say flying short haul around Europe, will fly to secondary airports because they may it may cost them 40 euros less to fly in and out of that airport and they can pass it on to the consumer um and so it is a concern that there is the high cost of operating into into accra it is something we talk about with the government but you know if those costs increase or decrease you again would think that that would make its way into the ticket price Well, it's Friday and it's time for show business. And you do know that a few weeks ago we had a conversation here on our showbiz segment about the informal faction sector in Ghana. Well, our focus was centered around local tailors making clothing for their communities and neighborhoods. Following this, our culture journalist Kenneth Awachidako has been exploring the town over the past weeks and has discovered a few things that have led um, us into the second leg of this Oya DAA industry. And this pertains to another crucial aspect of the industry, which involves imported clothing or force, um, as it is called in the local parlance. Now, Kenneth has returned with more details on this industry and its significant impact on the fashion space. Let's get more on that. Kenneth, thanks so much for joining me on the marketplace. Okay. I guess that is the reason why I hardly see you around. You've been chasing the <laughs> guys. Yeah. So yeah. tell me how important um, this um, industry is. So um, we'd want to understand how um, it, the role that it plays in, in, our, in our life. So on, on, uh, I think on Sunday, I found myself in, in Accra, somewhere in Accra, where there was a festival called the Brunewau October Festival. Mm -hmm. So basically, they were um, using um, thrifted or secondhand or, you know, imported clothing mm -hmm. and recreating them into nice garments. And then there was a runway, you know, session as well. And then there were vendors around who were also marketing their product that have been made from secondhand clothing. So there were tailors, you know, artisans who had, have the skill of putting those clothing together. And so basically, because of the conversation we had the other time about mm -hmm. the OERD industry and how those people were actually creating, um, providing a service for their own community, that mm -hmm. sort of, you know, puts, you know, some, some thoughts in my head about how these secondhand dealers are actually contributing to the, the, the fashion industry as a whole. So basically, you may not um, want to admit it, but a lot of my friends, for instance... Yeah, um, patronize them. Yes, they do patronize them. You yeah. won't find them openly saying that yeah. they, you, when you get this clothing, they may tell you that they got it at this boutique. But if you pull them to one side and ask them that, where exactly did you get this yeah. clothing, they may tell you that they have a plug. Yeah. And that word plug is, is a whole yeah. Yeah. another conversation. On yeah. this one. They may not want to tell you, but they go to Cantamanto and then get the very best of the clothing that they they want, and then they wear them. They look fly, but you may not know where they yeah. got it from. Yeah, and I see. But really, are they appreciated? Are they are, are their presence being felt within the industry? So, um, if you look at the economic 
um, demography of the country, basically. A lot of people who are marginalized when it comes to finances. And so because of the thrift nature of these products, instead of um, you know, saving up a lot of money to get um, a clothing that they may not be able to afford with what they have, they may rather go into some of these you know, low-budget shops and then get the second-hand clothing and the thrift, as they now call it, you know, for, for a much lesser price. So when it comes to like, financial empowerment, there is some sort of you know, um, burden taking off of the pockets of people who do not have that much to you know, get into the fashion space. So basically, there's also and people who basically have the thrill mm. of going like that hand, the yeah. thrill of going there and then finding things that they may not find anywhere else because there are some products actually that may be very expensive yeah. on the international market, like uh, maybe you may find a Zara mm. that you may not be able to afford. But when those products find their way into the second-hand system here in Ghana, someone may find it like, okay, so I'm wearing a, a, a very... Global, a global brand, basically, yeah. but on a, on, on, on a, on a low budget. Mm. And so these are some of the things that, you know, um, it's, you know, helps for the local people to actually um, get into that fashion scene as well. So the, when it comes to, like, the importance to these people, it is very, very economical, and that's what they say. All right. Uh, talk to me about the challenges um, these players face, really. So the challenges stem basically from... Um, the wider picture, when you look at the global figures. For instance, um, Ghana is the biggest okay. importer of second-hand clothing. Oh. And this has been so since um, 2002. Mm. 20, uh, 2000, 2001, we were second. And then from 2002, we have been the biggest importer of second-hand clothing. So you understand how much of a, um, um, you know, a wide you know, array mm. of um, economic you know, space that that covers. Because if you, if you move from, uh, from Ghana, the next um, countries that are there are, you know, Pakistan, Ukraine, UAE, Kenya, amongst others. And so if you look at the fact that it forms about 4.13% of the country's imports alone, mm-hmm. you understand that it plays a very crucial role. And so looking at that, that brings a lot of challenges. Ghana, for instance, receives about 15 million items of, you know, every week, 15 million items in second-hand clothing. And so that's how much of a challenge that that poses. So basically, these Clothing sometimes have, you know, shorter lifespan, and so you do not wear them for too long, and then they go out of the system. And then also, it also sometimes leaves problems when it comes to, you know, wastage among all those things. So there are a, a variety of challenges that come along with that. But Kenneth, you would agree with me that we've got to maximize this uh, great potential in the industry. How do we do that? So many have called on legislation maybe an outright ban. Some have, you know, advocated for some sort of regulation and not an outright ban. So that's a conversation that's ongoing, but there haven't been any comments on that from government as well. Also, upcycling, like we saw over the weekend, where the vendors who are dealing in these second-hand clothing were making, recreating them into very nice garments to where people feel like um, the upcycling is also a way to go. So others others also, you know, um, proposing the fact that big brands should be able to be compelled to pay a fee for creating the waste that end up on the shores of Africa or developing countries who may not have contributed in any way to that particular way. So basically, there's that as well, upcycling and also legislation are some of the things that people are calling for to ensure that these, you know, the menace that comes along with being a thrift shopper or, you know, second-hand clothing architect, basically. Right, I don't know that you've patronized the works, have you? I have a few things. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll connect it to my plug. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Kenneth Awachi, for um, the show business segment here on The Marketplace. All right, so that's our part company on The Marketplace. I am Pius Kujo Baka. For more stories, log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Do have a lovely weekend. Bye.
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 